Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds in the studio this morning. You see it across the nation. People had a year off and they just didn't want to go back to work. Is that what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, Ned? It's the Green Bay Packers problem. (laughs) (laughs) And Aaron Rodgers' problem. Now, he has an option. Uh, He could opt out for this coming season. He has to do it by Friday. That's under the existing COVID-19 rules as being a longtime National Football League. And if he did... He would earn $18 million, not in salary, but in prorated bonuses that he has over the years. $18 million. That's if he opts out for the season. If he opts out, you know, he's gone. 37 years old, does he want to stay out for one season? Does he think he can possibly come back? Well, of course, they all do because all those athletes are egotists. But I'll tell you, history says that that would be a major mistake on his part. Packers apparently are not going to trade him. Rodgers is under a three-year contract. That's the only way he can leave that team by trade. Now, if he opts out, still the contract exists. He's still property for another couple of years. So he has a major decision to make. I really think he doesn't opt out. I think he decides to stay with the Packers or use some kind of legal maneuvering to take that date and then maybe during the course of the summer rework some of his or whatever the difficulties are with the Packers, which seems to be a personality conflict of some sort. But um, this is a very strange situation. But again, it is Green Bay's problem, not anybody else's. Yeah, well, it's the Cheeseheads' problem, too. And you know, those Cheeseheads love their Aaron Rodgers. It's probably been a very, very difficult thing to watch Mommy and Daddy fight like this. It is. Um, so, Tampa Bay Lightning, my man. It's actually, you know, it's kind of like a pre-Olympic battle. We've got a little bit of a Team USA versus Team Canada in the Stanley Cup. And in Game 1, the Lightning stayed true to their name and just fastest team in hockey, man. Lightning's a very, very good team. Tampa Bay wins it 5-1, to one, and the Lightning is a very good team, mostly Canadians, of course. Uh, but the fact is, for Montreal, which is Canada's team, now you have Toronto and you have Vancouver and you have Edmonton, just name a couple of them, you do have teams in Canada. But Montreal is the New York Yankees of, of ice hockey. They are making their first championship appearance, their first finals appearance in 28 years. That just can't be. Les Ab, which is what they call them, Les Habitats, it's uh, French for the residents. Uh, the uh, they are they are really the magic name in uh, in hockey, and here they are first time in 28 years and they got shelled by one. But it's the best of seven. Anything can happen in hockey. How many other uh, French phrases does Ned Reynolds know? No, you don't want to know them. <laughs> Come on, spill Any, beans. Anybody who can speak French can translate. You mean that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yesterday you uh, your dark horse, as you called him, uh, Mississippi State. Did they get game one? They got blasted. 7-2 by Van- Vanderbilt's good team. Vanderbilt is one of the national champions, reigning national champs. And all they need now, Mike, is one more win. It's a best of three series. That one more win might come tonight. Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, all Southeastern Conference national championship. Vandy wins it big last night. We'll see what happens. They play again tonight up in Omaha. And it wouldn't surprise me at all, even though I picked Mississippi State to win it, if uh, Vandy doesn't walk away with a national championship in uh, oh, maybe 12 or 13 hours. Well, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, I, I, I'm I'm still sticking with your dark horse. We'll see what happens. So, <laughs> Ned, Cardinals have to win sometime, right? And they couldn't uh, they couldn't get wins against the Pirates or the Tigers. 
I prayed that they could at least get one against Arizona and finally were able to pull off a win. Actually, as we said on the air, they have to win all three of these games because Arizona, and I don't mean this to be facetious, but Arizona's really not a major league team. They're a triple-A and maybe even a double-A level team. They have some really mediocre players on this ball club. They're building. They're trying to get better. They're developing their farm system. Amarillo is their team in the Texas League, and they're not very good either. But uh, the fact is that the Arizona Diamondbacks are just simply not a very good team. Cardinals beat them 7-1. to The Cardinals fans are out waving their banners. Now, hey, we're back. Now, wait a minute, gang. Let's just take a look at how they won. It was a six-run seventh inning that did it. Teams win in all sports when they're consistent. And the Cardinals, I'm, I, I know I'm treading on thin ice here, but they are not consistent. That's a six-run seventh inning. Now, there's a fact in the box score. When you look at box scores, that's how you determine what's happened in baseball. And it's called the RISP factor, R-I-S-P. RISP is an acronym for Runners in Scoring Position, and it's really a key as to how a team's going to do. Arizona had 10 runners in scoring position last night and scored none of them. They were 0 for 10, and they left 10 runners on base. You translate that into the fact that Arizona had many attempts and many possibilities of going ahead of the Cardinals and making them play from behind and couldn't capitalize because they don't have the caliber players to do it. And yet the Cardinals couldn't break through this team until the seventh inning, and they're a weak team. All right, okay. Seven to one, Cardinals get the win. Didn't gain any ground because the Brewers won last night, so the Cardinals remain eight games behind. Big game tonight for the Cardinals. Why? Because Carlos Martinez is the pitcher. And if Carlos Martinez can't beat this team, well, there's some decisions to make. We'll see what happens. Ned, your phone's going to be ringing. You got one more <laughs> shot in the big leagues. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Royals came out strong against the Red Sox yesterday, but uh, kind of the same story, just could not hold on. Royals are a, a better team than Arizona by a long shot. The Royals have major league caliber players. They just don't have enough of them. Had a 3-0 lead. Got a 3-0 lead in the first inning on the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park and then faltered because Danny Duffy could not hold on to him. Keep in mind, the Red Sox are a very, very good baseball team there. They and Tampa Bay are battling for the lead in the American League East Division, and the Red Sox can play. Came from behind, Boston beats Kansas City 6-5. Kansas City now falls 11 games under the 500 mark, and they're rapidly falling out of any contention, if they were ever really in contention. I still think, Mike, that they're a better team from what they have shown, but they didn't do it last night. No, they did not. Well, uh, speaking of which, happening last night, the uh, Phoenix Suns could have clinched and went to the finals in Phoenix, but the Clippers just showed up big time and they forced a a return to L.A. Now, do you think there's going to be a Game 7? Because usually when this happens in a series like this and it goes back home again, it almost always tells me, hey, we got a Game 7 series here, but we'll see. Often that does happen, but there have been times when the team has gone back and won Game 6. But be that as it may, the fans were there and they were ready for a celebration in Phoenix last night. Did not happen. The Los Angeles Clippers win it big, 116-102. to Paul George had a great night. He was virtually unstoppable. I think it was 41 points that he had for them. And uh, when the Clippers play ball, Tyrone Lewis, their coach, he's a Missouri guy, Mexico, Missouri. 
and has been down here. He's been here, was here for the Tournament of Champions many, many years ago with his buddy Cookie Belcher, who was a great All-America at Nebraska. Anyway, be that as it may, Lou is a good basketball mind, and he can formulate a strategy which will keep the Clippers in the ballgame against Phoenix. Phoenix, nonetheless, is a very good team. You have a Devin Booker, and you have uh, Paul, Chris Paul on the ball club. The, they can play. You also have DeAndre Ayton, who is really a man. He's a 6'11 center out of Arizona who can play the game. Anyway, they have the component parts. Didn't put it together last night. I'll be surprised if they don't win their next game, which is tomorrow night, or a Game 7 in Phoenix. Man, we'll see what happens. Well, Ned, you have a great Tuesday, and I will see you tomorrow, sir.